Hello, everybody, and welcome to Engaged in Rec. Karina here, your host. Today, I'm doing a real-life stories from the rec desk, and I haven't done one in a little bit. I just did my love attraction manifestation one a couple weeks ago, but I haven't done one where I can chat with other rec therapists and just have fun with people. So I want to introduce you today to Anita Rabello. And she is a rec therapist and actually went to Canador College, which is the college that I went to. So welcome, Anita, to Engaged in Rec. And I'm so excited to have you here on our Real Life Stories. Karina, thank you so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to this podcast today and talking with you. I know. I know. And so anybody out there, Anita and I have had the chance to chat a little bit before. And we were talking on LinkedIn a little (laughs) bit. Um, And then we just talked um, on Zoom just to get to know each other a little bit and see um, what she's been up to and, and what kind of awesomeness she has that she wants to share with us with everybody here. So, um, before we jump into all of that though, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Um, or I guess tell our listeners a little bit about, um, and how you got to where you are. Right. So, um, so a little brief about me. I'm actually from Windsor, Ontario. So for those of you that don't know where that is, I border Detroit, Michigan. And, um, To start about me, when I was about 19 years old, I wanted to get into the beauty industry. Um, I actually had really bad acne growing up and it really affected my self-esteem. So I wanted my clients to feel confident. Um, So because of my experiences with, I guess, the way that I looked and the way that makeup made me feel. And I remember one day I was at my grandmother's house and I put makeup on for the first time. It was just that feeling of just, you know, that boost of confidence. Um, So... Mm -hmm. During that time, I guess, um, I, went to, I went to hair school. I didn't really like hairstyling school. And then I went to um, makeup school, both in Toronto and California. And it was just a really great experience. California. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, it was, it was awesome. I was, I was young and it was adventurous. And, you know, I, I miss those days. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I was in Orange County. Um, it was a few-month course. And, you know, it was an amazing program. And I, I learned a lot. Um, so I came back to Canada and, um, so I ended up finding, you know, some jobs in like cosmetic sales and I was doing like freelancing on the side, but uh, a little something about me is I'm terrible in sales. It's just not, not my strength at all. (laughs) (laughs) I, um, when I worked in cosmetic sales, um, I was that, I guess, sales associate, um, that was really honest because I had a lot of knowledge from my training in California and I learned a lot about skincare and ingredients and I just couldn't sell people products that I knew just were not good for their skin and um, it really affected you know I could do makeup and you know but when it came to selling the products after you know they were really happy with the way they looked but it just yeah I just couldn't sell the products and um, also, uh, one specific situation that came to mind is um, when I was um, working in cosmetic sales, I had this book and it was the cosmetic ingredient book. And a lady came up to me and she's like, you know, my doctor recommended um, this, this product and it, it is dermatologist recommended. But if you look at the ingredients, it has like ingredients that actually can increase redness. And with rosacea, you don't really want to do that. So um I was like, you know, I wouldn't recommend this. And I pulled out my book. This <laughs> fits in your back pocket. Yes, I pulled out my book. <laughs> and I was just like, see, this ingredient is in here. And um, 
I look at causes redness and they were just like, wow. So then I even photocopied the information for her. (laughs) She was just like, so people were looking for this girl with the book and that didn't go so well, you know, because I was just not really selling. So that's kind of my story with, um, you know, the beauty industry. I, I loved it because I was able to help people feel better. And, you know, there was a few times where people were just amazed with the transformation and, you know, it brought tears to my eyes because I was making someone feel better about themselves. And I think that was just my ultimate goal was always just, I wanted to increase people's self-esteem. I wanted to make people feel better about themselves. And that's what kind of led me to healthcare. So then I started um, youth worker. I was youth worker program at St. Clair College here in Windsor. And thankfully the coordinator at the time, like I met with her, I'm like, these are my goals. And I talked about um, like play therapy, um, creative arts, and just, you know, along those lines. And she was like, you're not really going to do that in this program. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> so, I don't know. Yes, what I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but I was just like, you know, like, what do you mean? Like, and I, I'm so glad. I don't know. Thinking back now, I was like, why did I think that was going to work? So um, she was like, no, like, you need to go into recreation therapy. And I'm like, what's that so you know I did some research and I was like oh my gosh this is amazing like you can be doing so many different things like so many different activities and you know you're working with different populations and I was like okay great and then I actually took a course through Niagara College and then um, at the time they were only offering four courses online but then I noticed further into my research after taking that course, there was Catador College and they were offering the whole program online. And I'm like, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. So it it actually took me a long time to complete the program um, just because to be honest, I have ADHD. So for me, um, academics are not really my strength, although I can do really well. It's just a lot more work that I have to put into it to really excel. So it does make it more challenging. So there was a time in between where I took a break and I went back into the beauty industry. I, um, you know, was freelancing. I had a lot of really great opportunities. I got to do some magazine covers. I got to do, yeah, it was awesome. And then I got, um, I had, you know, really great successful bridal business. Um, and it was just becoming like too much. And I was like, and I was working in between a lot of media, sorry, a lot of like jobs where, you know, they just, weren't really fulfilling for me um and it was just I was juggling a lot at the time of different jobs just to be able to still work as a freelancer because in Windsor it's a smaller community there's not a lot happening as much as there would be in like Toronto or Montreal or Vancouver so I was like you know I need to go back into finishing my program so I finished um, in between there, I got a job um, working in a long-term care facility, and it was it was amazing. So that's kind of um, what led me to the career that I'm pursuing now. And I've I've been in the, I, I guess I've been in long-term care now for the most part for five years. Um, and I'm actually so I finished my diploma I think in 2018, and I started. Um, working in long-term care, I think it was like 2017. Um, so they were able to um, allow me to work without having, you know, completing my diploma, but it was just a requirement within three years, which gave me that incentive, right? Um, 
And then on top of that, um, now I'm actually pursuing my degree through Lethbridge University um, in Alberta. So it's great. It's, yeah, it's all online. And, you know, it really gives me the opportunity to see recreation in a different way uh, that maybe I, it's more research based, I find. And, you know, I, I'm actually really starting to like that. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what led me to where I'm at now. <laughs> I love that. No, I, it took me a really long time to finish mine as well, my rec therapy. Um, and yeah. so those people that, that are out there that are listening, that are kind of like, Oh, I don't have time. Like it says it has to be two years or like right. a fast track or it says it has to be whatever. Um, it doesn't right. <laughs> and like, it's okay if you have other things going on in your life that you right. can't make it in those two years or that one and a half year or whatever the fast track program is it's okay to take your time and just do one class at a time absolutely, and, and finish that and then go on to the next class. And, and that's totally, if it's, if it's a step in the right direction to where you're trying to go, absolutely. the college is absolutely okay with that. And I think like in the meantime, like to gain experience, you can always volunteer. I did a lot of volunteering. You know, I, I had a lot of my experience um, in mental health with youth and different, um, geriatric settings um, by volunteering. So it's a great way to kind of keep your foot in the door and gaining that experience. Um, and you know, there are employers too that will hire you um, while you're pursuing your diploma. So it's, you know, yeah. there's nothing wrong with it. For sure. And I think that um, a lot of people that are seeing that you're enrolled in something as well, it, right. it really makes it more of a, that they have goals that they're achieving. You know, like that you um, are working towards something. Absolutely, and, yes. yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think, you know, they want to see that. <laughs> for sure. Um, I know one thing that you and I had talked about in the past is because I had mentioned like your hobbies and I said, well, what do you really love to do? And so you kind of gave me a few things that you said that you really love to do. And you said that you would love to do something in the future, like related to rec with those things. So. I want to touch on hobbies and I want to touch yeah. on how we are like our role is to provide hobbies to other people. But sometimes we forget to focus on our own <laughs> hobbies as well. Do we uh, ever? <laughs> yeah. So tell me what kind of things do you like to do outside of work? Right. So um, what I love is dancing. I've actually always loved dancing. It's kind of been like my it just kind of puts me in the zone. And um, I find a lot of peace in water. Um, not so much like a pool, <laughs> but like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> give me the ocean or a river um, and just give me nature around me and put me in like a stand up paddleboard or, yes. um, you know, a kayak. And to be honest, in California, I always wanted to surf, but I, I, I guess the worry of sharks kind of got to me. So I didn't really, I didn't really experience that, unfortunately. But um, yes, yeah, so it's just that's kind of where I felt the, the most peace. And um, it's just, you know, sometimes, and I'm going to kind of like, go back a little bit, um, where we as rec therapists, you know, sometimes we forget to really practice what we preach, you know, yes. like, we talk about, you know, different domains to our clients and, you know, and just to fulfill that. But then, you know, how much are we really always practicing um, what we're telling 
our, our clients. And I know for me, um, for an example, like um, where I live, it's really hard to find uh, full-time opportunities in rec. So for a while, I was actually juggling multiple jobs. Um, so I was working two part-time jobs and um, it was just so overwhelming, but I did it for so many years. And, you know, I, I, I thought that I was doing a good deed. You, you know, you want to like, you want to make sure that you're fulfilling the employer's needs, but then you also need to realize that you can only handle so much and you need to take care of yourself in order to take care of the residents. And um, I found that, you know, working these two jobs, there was a time where I worked 56 days in a row and it was oh just God. like a competition I had with myself because I was like, well, no, like I can do this. Like I just, I wanted to see how many days I can work. And I was like, Anita, why would you do that? Yeah. So like, and I think that um, working two part-time jobs, one of them eventually um, the hours were going to be cut back. So I had to find something else. So at one point I was actually working a temporary full-time and two part-time jobs. Um, so wow. I was working seven days a week, but as much as COVID has been um, such a, you know, it's just been such a downfall. There's just so many words, you know, we can use with how it's affected us in the last two years. But um, I think that when we had to pick a facility, that was the biggest blessing <laughs> I could have ever asked for because I was only working th those three jobs for like two weeks. And I was like, how am I going to do this? And yeah. there's no time for me to fit wreck into my life, not alone, sometimes sleep. <laughs> so um, I think that, um, you know, when that happened, I was so happy. Um, but oddly enough, I ended up getting COVID after a few weeks of just working the one facility because my immune <laughs> my immune system was essentially I guess um, overworked and I was tired so um, because it was a temporary full-time position I ended up um, the person ended up coming back into the position so it didn't work out so that's fine and I ended up getting the opportunity to work full-time at another facility of the two that I had um, worked at previously and for that, like it was, it taught me work-life balance. And I think that it was, it was so such a blessing because for the first time in years, and even when I was in the beauty industry, I'm always working Saturdays, right? Cause it was like weddings. And, um, yeah. so it, it taught me um, to really enjoy life. And I know that especially this last summer, I took vacation time, like it was great. And I actually went to a place, I forget what it was called, but it was near, um, I think it was near St. Thomas, Ontario. So it was about a few hour drive away, but it was just like a conservation. And, you know, you could spend all day there kayaking and it was pretty affordable. So, so I, nice. Right. And I think for me, like that was the most profound experience that I had because I was able to start enjoying my life. Like, you know, with my mental health, I, I would get anxious, I would get depressed. And then just on that drive to St. Thomas, I would go regularly uh, on my days off and um, I would just feel peace in the water. And it was just like a surreal experience. And um, as we know with flow theory, I wanted to touch on that. So with flow theory, um, I started to experience that. And flow theory is like a theory rec therapists use. And it's basically when 
you are engaged in an activity and you're so much in the zone that you basically like, and you're in this like surreal experience where you're like, this is how life should feel like. Mm-hmm. And I was watching um, a, a YouTube with Chick Mahai, the person that, um, you know, developed flow. And that's kind of what he was saying too. It's just, when you engage in specific activities, you feel this sense of like, you know, just awe. And it's just like, that's the kind of peace that you or that kind of zone that you kind of want in your life. And I think oh, we talked about this before, but for me, my dream is to literally live in the mountains or surrounded by nature in a tiny home, just so I can, <laughs> just so I can experience, you know, that, that peace and then to be about around water. And um, so one thing with flow too, just a little side note um, for the viewers, it's kind of like with flow theory, you kind of want your the skills so it doesn't want you don't want them how do I say this you don't want the activity to be too hard or too easy so basically it's just matching your skill level and that's how you kind of gain that sense of flow while finding so much peace and enjoyment and I think for me as I ramble on (laughs) um it's just that's what I found to be so enjoyable and that's what I want for my residents like I want them to experience that sense of like happiness uh, that to find that activity for them you know mm-hmm. especially in like long-term care as they approach end of life to find that that niche and that activity that just brings them that sense of flow and that sense of peace and happiness so yeah I completely love where you're going with that and and I love the word flow and I know that that's the theory but in my brain, I call it ease. Oh, ease. And, okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's not the actual word for it. But like, That's okay. I just feel like, you know, the feeling of, like, imagine that your shoulders are tight and your chest right. is tight and you're, you have, like, just imagine anxiety, right? Right. Um, and then the feeling of all of that releasing. Right. That, like, when you exhale kind of right. thing. Like, that's the feeling of ease or flow that I imagine. And that's the feeling that we want to like continuously try to create with the people that we're working with. But we also like to go back a little bit. That's what we need to try to find for ourselves. Absolutely. So that we're not being, we're not burning out. And I just watched a TikTok actually this past (laughs) week that she said that, did you know that it takes three years to recover from burnout? Right. What? Right. I can imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. It's like trying to find all of these hobbies and the right kind of flow in your life. Right. That just like the feeling of burnout doesn't even exist. Right. I know. It's, it's, you know, it's unfortunate. I think like, especially in long term, like in, in healthcare in general, like I think a lot of us have experienced that sense of burnout, you know, and we need, we need to take the time and think and just really take care of ourselves and our bodies. Because as I mentioned, if we can't take care of ourselves, like how can we take care of others? And we we need to have our gas tank full because if our gas tank is empty, then like we're, we're running on empty. Like it's just a matter of time before the car breaks down. (laughs) What are some things that you uh, notice in yourself? Like when your tank is lowering? Oh, when I was lowering, like I just, you know, my, my motivation's down, my energy's down, um, yeah. you know, 
you spend a little bit longer in bed. Um, this for why, you know, you maybe aren't accomplishing things and it's just, you know, you're just, you're, you're essentially depressed, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. And it's important to really recognize when that tank is getting a little bit lower right. and a little bit lower because it doesn't have to be all the way like on empty, right? No. Like you can notice that you wake up and you're like, oh, I could really like, I mean, I don't run. I should run. But I mean, you know, <laughs> for the people that do run, <laughs> they're probably like, oh, I could really go for a run. I don't know. Do people that run feel like that? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, or like I go, okay, I go to yoga. So like <laughs> there's some days that I wake up and I'm like, oh, I really need a yoga class today. Right. <laughs> Not a run. <laughs> Speaking of running. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not a runner either. Um, I like the treadmill because I'm like staying in place, um, but I don't like to actually run. Um, so one day I was at work and I'm like, I was, I was starting on like this fitness journey and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to like start running. I was, you know, just expecting things that I knew probably weren't realistic because <laughs> I wasn't really interested in running anyways. Yeah. So long story short, that day that I was supposed to run, I procrastinated and I ended up at the Humane Society <laughs> and I ended up adopting a bonded pair of chihuahuas. Oh my God. Did you run to the Humane Society? Because that would be a better story if you ran. I didn't, but it was like my way of like procrastinating something I didn't want to do. <laughs> so I ended up by getting chihuahuas. I think it'd be hilarious if you're like, well, I went for a run, but I ended up at the Humane Society, so I had to bring them home. Yes, that, that would have been a far run for me, which was not realistic. But I, I, I do agree. I think like we need to find something that kind of gets, you know, us going. And for me, sometimes when I'm feeling that energy go down, I kind of just started dancing in my kitchen. Mm. <laughs> And um, I'm just like, and I find that that's part of one of my flow activities, right? So it just kind of puts me in the zone and it just kind of, you know, boosts my energy a little yeah. bit. And I think we all kind of, you know, can, exercise helps. Exercise helps a lot of For people, sure. whether you're sitting and doing, you know, chair exercises or whatever, it kind of gives you that, that boost. So are you into like meditating at all or anything? Um, actually, yes. So, um, I actually really wanted to do Vipassana. Um, so I'm not, are you familiar with Vipassana? No. Okay. Tell me about this. So Vipassana is like a 10 day meditation where um, you actually stay silent for 10 days. Um, 10 actually, days? Yeah. <laughs> so oh, actually, I would be so bad at this. <laughs> it was amazing. So I never got the opportunity to do it at a facility because like I said, you know, I didn't make time for myself and it's, and it's hard to get 12, like essentially 12 days because it's half a day on the first day and half a day on the last. And then there's 10 days in between. So like, it's hard to get that much time off of work. Um, but, um, yeah, so there was someone since COVID, which is another positive, there's um, a facility out in Bali that started offering it oh, I love online. Bali. And um, what was great about it is just like they had three different options. They had one where it was like you could do between your work because they realized the importance of meditation and 
they know that people are busy. So as, as long as you fit it between your work schedule and you're consistent for those 12 days, um, then they have another one for people who usually, um, you know, are work from home, but they only work from home for like a few hours and they have, so basically you're meditating for, I think 10 to 14 hours a day. Um, wow. And I did do it one time when I was on vacation. So one of my times I was off, I, um, I, I tried it and I, I actually made it up to day seven, which, but it was hard because that's impressive. <laughs> it, it was hard at first because I'm like, well, I have my computer and you're trying to limit your social media and any interferences. Yeah. And, um, do you have kids? I don't know. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> I was like, how do you do this? With kids? <laughs> yeah, I guess um, from what I watched in the videos, like you can, you would just have like, maybe, I guess if, if you had a significant other, they would kind of like cook the meals and take care of all that during that time period. So you're kind of limiting your socialization. Um, but it's essentially putting you in this state where you're feeling. So the purpose of Vipassana is like, First, you're learning how to breathe and just focusing on your breath. And the point of that is just to stay focused. And it actually can increase attention and memory and things along those lines. But then later on, they teach you steps to not react. So when you're sitting for 10 hours, you do get little breaks in between. But when you're sitting, the goal is to not move and not itch, not like not do any of that because it's just teaching you how to not react to life events. So um, when when you're like, like when you're moving or itching or whatever, then that's kind of like you're, you're reacting and the purpose is to not react. So it teaches you, as I mentioned, like not to react to situations in life. And that, that was so just, interesting. Yeah, it's, it's I, it honestly, and I felt, pretty at ease um, when I was done. However, um, it's something that you need to continue on a kind of like a daily basis, not to the full extent of 10 to 14 hours, but, you know, do a few hours a day. And, and I didn't. So then, you know, you go back into your old patterns, but it, it's honestly, um, it's amazing. And I think everybody should kind of do it. It's a really good experience. It, what is it called again? Vipassana. Vipassana. Yeah. Hmm, I'm going to look that up. <laughs> They That's actually, really neat. Oh, to, to tie it into rack, actually, they were doing it in prisons. Um, so, like, they were offering that because, you know, they, in prison, it's a different circumstance. And mm -hmm. it, a lot of the prisoners were saying that, you know, it really helped them with their anger and their anxiety. So it's, it's something they practiced. And, you know, imagine being in solitary confinement and, you know, you would kind of have to find peace and then yeah. people were finding peace in Vipassana. So on that note, did you, some people don't know that rec therapists can even work in prisons and like I yes. live in Kingston yes. and there's <laughs> Kingston is just like prison central. Yes. And um, <laughs> yeah. And so people don't near like really know. But, so if any listeners out there have worked in a prison as a rec therapist, I want to pick your brain. So reach out to me because I would absolutely love to uh, jump on a call. Actually, um, yeah, you know somebody? Yeah, I do. Um, so I know one who um, is local to Windsor. Um, I haven't talked to her in a few years, but she actually was the very first rec therapist that I had um, 
volunteered under and she did her placement um, in a prison. And in one of the rec therapy groups, I can send you information. Um, there was someone who made a posting saying anyone interested in working in a prison, like I work in California and she basically works every six months in different locations throughout Whoa. California. So I can send you her information. Um, because, yeah, I would yeah. Love that. yeah. That's awesome. And anybody else that works in different types of, uh, of rec, too I want to I mean I focus mainly on older adults um but I still I, I think the majority of us would really like to learn I think about <laughs> all of the different types of rec that's out there for right. sure right someone just posted about working in schools like um in one of the rec mm -hmm. therapy groups he was offering a class on how to work in the school settings and I think there's just so much different avenues you can take as a rec therapist yeah absolutely Oh, it's been really nice chatting with you today. <laughs> I have had so much fun um, yes, learning all about you. I love doing real life stories from the rec desk just because I get to know people and um, it's just everybody has so much knowledge to share and it's just nice right. to chat. So I really yes, it appreciate it. A lot of fun. Thank, thank you. This is my very first podcast. So I appreciate, you know, you have allowing me this opportunity well, anytime. You can pop in here anytime. <laughs> Actually, I know um, just a shout out to Jess Jones, who yes. she did a, uh, what she was one of my very first almost um, podcast episodes way back in the day. And I chat with her regularly. She's awesome. Yes. Um, but yeah, we should do, I, I just told her the other day that she should hop back on. So we should all come on together. Yes, she needs. She's amazing, by the way. She is my, like, she is kind of that inspiration for me. And so are you, where, like, you are just those go-getters. Like, it's like, no excuses. You just do it and uh -huh. you find ways. Because as you said, why not, right? Why not? Why not? Go ahead and reach your dreams, for sure. Absolutely. All right, Anita, I Thank will, I, I don't think that this conversation is over. Like, I think that you and I are going to have plenty more conversations because, um, I just adore you. So, well, I thank you so much. And it was such a pleasure talking to you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Now I'm going to go write my anatomy paper. <laughs> do it. Do it and ace it. Go kill it. Thank you. All thank right. You so much for great... your time. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Bye now. Bye.